At the center of the augmented reality industry lies one company. It's Gravity Jack. And they've been the secret pioneer in the augmented reality and virtual reality space since the early 2000s. Gravity Jack has worked with a plethora of Fortune 500 companies to create the augmented reality experiences you've seen and used today. And after a long wait, they've finally begun their first ever public stock offering. Gravity Jack invites you to join them. They'll continue to be at the center. Find them on startengine.com. What's going on? Donald that's, Duck? That's my that's my duck call. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't bring my duck call. What were you doing? You'll you'll make sense of it. Just just hold on. It's coming. Uh, he always uh, says that. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politics <laughs> on the Fight Life Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox. I'm the water boy. It's good to be with you. The annual Fight Laugh Feast conference is just around the corner. What's what's the uh anybody who registers at this point, you can still register, you just don't get your nice, nice name on the tag. You get a nice tag, you just gotta mark your name on the tag. Because we've been telling you for months. But you can still sign up. You can still sign up. There's still room. You still get a nice tag, you just gotta mark her on. We're at the Ark Encounter this year in Kentucky. Festivities are kicking off um, like they do every year with beer and psalms the first night. Come learn to sing psalms, meet a bunch of new friends. Um, And then, of course, um, we've got Ken Ham uh, speaking. I'll be giving a talk. Uh, I've been working on my talk, by the way. Good. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I've actually been working on it. We're all happy for that. Just just so you know. Uh, I'll have a little bit bit prepared, at least. A little bit. Um, We got Pastor Doug, of course, giving some talks. Um, We got Dr. Gordon Wilson from Riot in the Dance fame giving some talks. Um, I've been thinking about that conversation we had with Gordon. You missed it. It was really good. Like There was like some stuff he said about... Fossil formation. Some great nuggets. That was like, I don't know, like, why are we not talking about this more? Wait, y'all talked to Gordon without me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got done. a new book out, too. Did y'all give me a copy? I did. Um, I did. Yeah. did I uh, hand you one? Okay. Uh, somewhere around here. It? I gave it to um, you. No. Uh, but we've got okay. Joe Rigney coming. We got Michael Foster coming. Yep. Um, who am I missing? Who else is giving a talk at the, at the regular? The live show. And then we got the live show on Christian nationalism. Stephen Joel Wolf. Webin, Stephen Joel Webin. Webin. Right. Yeah. And um, and Josh Bice. Wait, no. 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 Scott Daniel. No. Oh, no, no. Oh, but no. Um, but we'd love to have you. You're welcome. We'd love yeah. to have you. Just yeah. come, free tickets. Come on. on yeah. the, anyways, we'll work it out. Um, everything starts in Genesis. Everything is built out of Genesis one, two, and three. You got God's creation design. You've got um, male, female. You got marriage. You got family. You got society. You got the church. Everything. And you got the fall. Yes. And you got the promise yep. of the Messiah. All of it's there. Um, if the you and Kellyon. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Come on, man. Keep. I it. see God right there. <laughs> Are you speaking to some tongues? If you start messing with the days of creation, you messed with it all. And you done messed up, A.A. Ron. Hey, look at us. We got our stingers. Anyways, um, October 11th through the 14th, come rock with us at the Ark Encounter. Go to fightlifebeast.com, buy your tickets, sign up today. Zach Dasher is the nephew of Phil and Cy Robertson of Duck Dynasty. Oh, that's that's, that's, that's the, why you're making weird noises in I the mic. I should have brought my duck call today, too, and I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do that sound again? Because it didn't <laughs> Yeah, no, that's nothing mm, like a duck like, call. Nothing like a duck like call. some bones cracking. Uh, Zach, <laughs> stop it, please. <laughs> Zach's a former Republican <laughs> congressional candidate. What? I didn't know that. And is producer of the upcoming film, like upcoming like this week. Yeah. The Blind. Go see it. Which Third is tell, telling the story of uh, Phil Robertson. Uncle and, Phil. And uh, and Kay, Miss Kay. And, and um, not, not Uncle Phil, 
from you know now this pres- is a story yeah. all about how yeah. Yeah. Uncle Phil from the Duck Dynasty. Okay, thank yeah, you for yeah, clarifying. Just, Why don't you sing this I song, need- Gabe? <laughs> No, I, I, no, no, oh, no, no. Okay. How about right. he not? You're probably right. All right. Um, it's, it's, it's dropping on Thursday in, in yeah. theaters all the country, all over the country. We're going to talk to Zach about this in a minute. But first, um, here's the trailer. You hear these rare stories. Well, how the impossible happened. Miss Kay Carraway. I feel. Well. I was to love. And be with you forever. This is one of those stories. You can do just about anything you set your mind to, Phil Robertson. But it's the drink. He becomes the devil's side. You know that ain't your brother. I ain't bringing a preacher man around here. I heard you might be needing one. We're fine. I don't think we are. I ain't the problem. You're the problem. Get out. It's full. At some point in our lives, we are all going to feel desperately alone. And we realize that we ain't never alone. Someday, you're gonna have a fight for your marriage. You must be one of Kay's friends. I know Phil ain't got no good-looking friends. That's my sister. <laughs> well, no, I was just being friendly. Why don't you be friendly in that direction over there? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Blind, coming to theaters near you on Thursday. Man. This Thursday. Go 28th. check it out. 20, uh, September 28th. So, Zach, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic, man. Man, thanks for having me, guys. What a pleasure. Well... So you are the producer of this film. You also you're you're tied. These are your the story of your uncle Phil and 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 you know your your extended family. Um, obviously you you love your family. Obviously you you care. You know you you love the story here. But why do you think this story in particular needs to be told? Hmm. You know you you are uh, in the intro. You were talking about uh, everything begins in Genesis, and one of the things that I wanted to do with this film is is you know I feel like. You get this this uh, arc in biblical uh, narration of creation. You mentioned that uh, creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Right. And I just think that so many of the uh, of films that tell the story of, of of the gospel, we tend to whitewash the fall part. And so we really wanted to hone in on. A, I feel like Phil's story is just. I mean it. I mean it, there's some tough stuff in it, and so we we're trying to walk that line. Of how do we show his depravity? How do we show you know the the mess that he got himself into without kind of like insinuating it, but kind of sitting in it for a moment? It's. I mean, if, if you're a Duck Dynasty fan and you think this is a Duck Dynasty show, it's not that at all. I mean, this is it's not that kind of uh, it's it's a very serious film, but um, I think we need to see that that people can be redeemed, that people can be healed in a culture that. It's just full of accusations, and uh, everywhere you turn around, I think that that we need a message of hope. I think people need to realize that you're not, you don't have to stay dead in your sins. That you 
you can turn to the living God and 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 find um, find healing, find life, and and, and find Him. What what struck me when uh, so Zach sent me a screener. Hey, thanks Zach. Last week, thanks and, for saying And I got stay- you guys a screener. Okay, okay. Zach <laughs> just, hooked you up I, too. I, I, it was a little late. I, I have to admit that was that was uh, Gabe's fault. He he. Uh, <laughs> Thank, thank you, Zach. Yes, we know. Thank, we knew it was you. his fault. And the bus came. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the bus was going to come. Um, uh, but when I watched the when I watched the movie, it like it struck me um, how big of a jerk or how bad of a dude Uncle Phil really was. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, like, I mean, I got other words I want to use, but he was a bad dude. <laughs> those, those words would be accurate. I mean, yeah, it was funny when we. So we we got the first cut back of this film, and this was this was my first film. So I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't really know what to expect. But we got the first cut back, and I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, he is. I mean, there was nothing redeemable about Phil. I mean, it was difficult because he was he was a bad guy. I don't even think we really showed how. I mean, obviously, we didn't show how deep his depravity really really was. But I mean, he was a bad. He was as bad as you can get. I can promise you that. It was it was he was horrible. <laughs> I, you know, I was as a filmmaker. Love you, Uncle Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Love you, yeah. love you, man. love you. I love you. I love you. You, you just lost your Christmas presents. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was just. We're not, we're, I, we're not that kind of family. We don't give Christmas presents. He's not the the lovey dovey uncle. We don't. So I, I, I'm not risking anything. On okay. That. <laughs> okay. So I see how it is. Yeah. Uh, so you know, as as a filmmaker, one of the things that you're always happy about. I mean, you guys have a big name, a big brand. Um, and I was noticing that it seems like it's just you guys doing this. Did you have any other studios that wanted to come in with you guys? Anybody else who wanted to be a part of promoting? Because it sounds like it's a strictly Christian film. But with your brand, yeah. I, I would expect to see everybody all over this. No, we, we didn't have a lot of support in that way. Uh, you know, I think anytime you do an explicitly faith film, particularly when it's not, I mean, you know, I felt like the gospel presentation, it didn't, it didn't have that feel of being preachy. It was like, Hey, here's what happened. Yeah. Like you, you, you can come to your own conclusion. Like that's not, we're not, I mean, we're just telling you what happened. And, and I think that kind of film is, you're not going to, I mean, it's not going to be something that's going to be prime for pr- production partners. And we had a few production partners, I will say, uh, but this is something that we put together. We wanted to make sure that the story was told correctly um, I mean, Phil was Phil wanted to make sure that it wasn't watered down. He said, I, I want them to see what who I was. And uh, they're not going to understand the grace of God if they don't understand how bad I was. I mean, you got to show the fall to appreciate God's grace. And so Phil was pretty adamant about telling the story for real and, and, and being true to it. I think the kind of piggyback on Knox, um, you're doing a Fathom event. It seems like all the normal movie channels – um, didn't pick you guys up, and, and again, you know, back to your your big Duck Dynasty brand. Did you did you have a hard time kind of getting this into the theaters? Um, you know, Fathom. We we looked at several other options. Fathom was what we felt like was the best route for us. You know, uh, a lot of it was just yeah, there wasn't any offers on the table. We made the film, um, and we had a great product. I just think that the nature of these kind of films are going to be more difficult. Um, but I mean, you know, I, we're, Fathom was very gracious in saying, Hey, we, they, they've never done this before. Well, I think they may have done it maybe with the chosen, but you know, Fathom typically is known for doing events like one day right. event. Right. Um, one of the things that they're wanting to do though, is they're wanting to get into more extended theatrical releases, which is what they've offered us here. 
another reason why we went with Fathom was because if if uh, we have a lot of our audiences in rural America, that may shock you guys, but uh, but <laughs> most of our audiences in like the middle of nowhere, a lot of our audiences in the middle of nowhere. And uh, they are also allowing us to, if you if you have a church that's in not within a thirty mile radius of the theater, then we can actually uh, you can actually host the film in your church. So oh. we wanted to get this take this broad into the people, and so we felt like just all the way around, it felt like a, a great fit for us. And um, and so we we're in like eighteen hundred theaters, um, and maybe more by the time Thursday gets here. So we have a very wide release. We yeah, have not, you know. So I, I, at this point, it's like. We're just telling people if you want to see more movies like this, then go vote with your you know, right. behind a ticket. I mean, I mean, you guys are in the content business too, right. and so I, mean, I know y'all understand this as well as I do that like people have to support uh, these kind of projects if they want to see more. I mean, it's, it's it's difficult. Number one, it's difficult as an independent filmmaker. It's even more difficult as an independent filmmaker who's trying to make Christian art. I mean, that's even more difficult to get it out there. So I, I know that resonates with what you guys are doing for sure. Absolutely. I, we, we, we talk about that a lot on yeah. the show and we encourage people. I mean, we, we, we try to highlight what other Christians yeah. are doing. And we've it, even it, said, if you can't go to the theater, buy a ticket anyways, yeah, like, like help real. out you know? for real. And that's, and that's really great to know also about the opportunity. If people, if people wanted to host something at their church, how would they do that? Zach? So they would go to our the movie our website theblindmovie.com and there's like a tab on that website that says I think it says host at my host at my church okay. it, may, it may be that on the nose I can't remember it's yeah. it, it's probably self explanatory whatever it is it's uh, you go to the the, the uh, blindmovie.com mm-hmm. and then you can uh, hit that button and you'll fill it out you'll fill out like a form and then uh, someone will contact you so um, but it's been crazy I mean it is it's insane how many messages that we've received um since we announced we were doing this i mean hundreds of thousands and people it's just funny that how people they're they're are telling their own stories of uh hey you know i've I just, I've, I've been an alcoholic for you know 20 years and just got sober and I, you know or my sons whatever and i want them to see this film i mean it, it, it kind of it, it it's really convicting when you see how desperate people are and how how ripe our culture actually is for for the for the seeding of the gospel. I mean, it really. I do think we're actually in some interesting times right now. I, I want you to talk a little bit more about that, Zach. Actually, one of my questions that I was going to ask you is, um, yeah, how is this story for this moment? I, I, I mean, I know this sort of, you know providentially, this is this you know this yeah. is your uncle's story for right now. But like in your mind, as you're telling the story as a as a Christian filmmaker and artist, and you're thinking. Um, I want to impact people. I want to, I want to, I want to hit them where they are. You know, we're living in, you know, crazy, um, you know, clown world. We, you know, we got drag Queens doing story hour in, in, in libraries. We got, you know, kids getting, uh, you know, chemically castrated. We got people that are all kinds of confused. We got, we don't even, you know, Biden's doing his thing. I mean, all these things. Um, I mean, given that context, how is this story for this moment? Mm. You know, when um, you mentioned at the uh, at the beginning of the podcast that um, I ran for Congress that I did in 2014, and um, and I've done some other things in politics, and I, I can't remember who said this. I think I heard Nancy Pierce. I think Nancy Pierce told me this, or, or, or uh, a few years back. But I heard this in 2016. I just, I mean, not audibly, but I just kept ringing in my ear as I was in the middle of kind of the political battle. And I kept hearing this phrase, politics is downstream of culture. Not that it doesn't matter. It does matter. 
I'm not saying that at all, but it's downstream of culture. And I think that what shapes culture, part of what shapes culture is, is, is stories, the stories we tell yeah. uh, each other, the, 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 what, what happens to art and entertainment. I mean, you want to talk about formative practices, like what really forms a person, man, a lot of, I mean, look at your kid, look at not your kids, but look at kids in America today. You know, what's forming them is TikTok and Instagram. And that's where they're, that's where their hearts are being incubated. And that's where their hearts are being, uh, you know, indexed towards, you know, the songs of Babylon rather than the songs of Zion. And so I, I mm. think, I think where we're at right now in, in, our, in this cultural moment is we're in a place where people are under the, the most unbelievable weight of condemnation and shame. Uh, we, we, we coined the phrase or somebody coined the phrase, the cancel culture. What is that? It's, it's the, it's an accuser. It's, it's your, it's, it's constant accusation and something that you did when you were 25 years old can come back to haunt you when you're 65 years old and you can actually be ostracized from society, marginalized, cast out, and there's no hope for that person. And I think that the majority of people in Western culture are living under this fear of Mm. shame. Because here's the here's the truth. You can write books about how great you are, and we can go read some self motivation books and about how great we are. But in the back of our mind, I think we all know the truth, right? I know the truth about myself. I'm not a good guy. I know that. I know that I that that I have that I'm I'm depraved. I know that I'm 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 morally bankrupt. There's like I I, I mean it's the Romans three. I know that about myself and. And and I think that everybody knows that about themselves if they're if they're being honest. And what this story is, it's it's Phil airing his dirty laundry. It's Phil saying, "Look, if if God can redeem me, if God can if God can take a wretch like me, and, and Phil always says, "Hey, if he can use the apostle Paul, who was Saul of Tarsus, to write the majority of the New Testament, the guy that was." killing Christians, if he can use that guy to write the majority of the New Testament, I think his grace is big enough to heal a guy like me, mm. redeem a guy like me, make a guy like me clean. And if that's true, man, that can be true for anybody. So I think that's what I think is so important about this film in a time such as this. That's, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I was just thinking of Romans 8 as you're talking. There's therefore yeah. no condemnation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what a word for for our moment. Oh man, right? I'm just, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, you think about. I mean, I I can't agree with you more. I mean, 65 million dead babies in our land. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how, how many people are 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 suffocating under the weight of that guilt, of that guilt. and that shame, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and and downstream through generations too, where mm-hmm. now you've got now grandmas, you know, that aborted. Yeah, brothers and sisters yeah. and babies and and you got moms and dads and, and all you know and, and and you got pornography all over the place and you've got you know pro- promiscuity and now you got all this you know madness sexual madness and insanity and yeah I think that's that's a that's a really that's a good word and, and I think too you know there's a there's an assumption I think in the Christian world that if we make a critique good enough that people know where to take their shame and I I don't think that's true right. I don't think that's true. I think we need to remind people that the arms of Christ are open and that's where you take the shame to. Right. That's who you go to when you've fallen, when you've sinned, when you really have, when you're that person, you look in the mirror and see Romans 3 and the law of God convicts you. Like, yeah. Christ is there to accept you though. Like, right. that, that, that's where you take your shame to. And I think we need to do a, a better job of, of doing that, of t- reminding people that the gospel is for such as you. Right, right, right. right, right. Um, and so I appreciate what you said there, brother. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you is how long is it going to be in Fathom? Man, that's a great question. So right now we're guaranteed one 
whole week. So it's, I mean, if you want to watch it, I would say go get your tickets now. I, if it performs well, I think that they'll extend this out uh, at least another week. But then this massive tidal wave of Taylor Swift is coming after that. <laughs> so I'm assuming we'll be kicked out of theaters then. I told Phil that was going to happen. And he said, uh, he said, Taylor Swift, don't, I never met him. So uh, Phil, Phil didn't know Taylor Swift was. I like him more. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so we're, we're, but we're guaranteed a week. We got one week um, starting September 28th. So go out to the theaters. If ticket sales are high, they'll go yeah, up the next I mean, week. Push and, it. Yeah. We want to push it. We want to get this as much time yeah. as we possibly can. Um, let me read this out. Yeah, and yeah. one of you guys yeah. got a question. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. Home is where you prepare to go out into the world. Finding the home that's perfect for your family is a big job. Story Real Estate is Moscow's top real estate team. They give people real estate advice all over the country. Family homes, investments, land, new construction, or commercial, they know real estate. If you've thought about a move to Moscow or anywhere in the country, reach out and get connected with a Story Real Estate agent. Wherever you're going, they can help guide you home. Visit storyrealestate.com. Uh, Zach, I'd, I'd like to actually ask you kind of like a broader question about the uh, Duck Dynasty brand. Um, you guys uh -huh. are um, in Louisiana. Um and you've been around uh, the Duck Dynasty brand. When did it start? When did it go? Uh, Duck, well, it's Duck Dynasty was the show. The brand is right. Duck Commander, and right. it started, I believe, in 1972. I, I thought I had a, some, a hat in here that had the date on it, but I can't find it. I thought I had a duck call, too, when you were trying to do your duck call. Yeah, that was not a duck you call, helped Zach. Me. You could have helped me. You know that wasn't yeah. no duck call. He said try. He said when you tried. <laughs> Well, I, I'm all about redemption. I wanted to redeem what I you were doing. That. I so. see that. Keeping the arms <laughs> open for him. I see what arms that open, man. Open. <laughs> so, uh, but, so Uncle Phil started Duck Commander in like 19, early 70s. Yeah, early 70s. And then um, when did it really start gain, gaining traction? So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. That Phil was like the original reality TV guy before that was a thing. Um, there was a guy who was friends with Phil who bought a video camera and was like, Hey man, let's, let's video you in a duck blind with, and I'm, and I'm, I hope I'm not butchering this story. So if, if, uh, um, but there was a guy, I think his name was Coco, some Cajun guy from South Louisiana. And they, they just filmed themselves in a duck blind duck hunting. But what made it different, it was like, it was how you would really act in a duck blind. It wasn't like, rehearsed or canned or it, it, it or didactic it was like literally just phil and phil's like a, a marketing genius he doesn't try to be he just is like uh one of the funny stories when he got you know he got endorsed by benelli shotguns and they sent the the uh their whole crew there they'd written this big commercial for him and and uh and they said we want you to film this commercial here's your lines and phil's like nah i'm not doing any lines he said get your cameras rolling you got one take and he got up and he grabbed the shotgun and just off the cuff, he says, the best shotgun is the one that goes boom, boom, boom. Yep. And just stops. And they're like, whoa, that was amazing. So, whoa. He could just like, like he could just rattle off these things that were these one-liners that were just like hilarious, amazing, powerful. And the videos blew up. And that's when he really became, and then they also got a deal with Walmart, which always helps when you get a deal with yes. Walmart. Um, and so by the time I was re really paying attention in the nineties, when me and Jeff were in, 
uh, middle school and high school, uh, they were rolling, man. They were, he was, he was the guy. He was the guru of duck hunting. He was the, the bill dance of duck hunting. He was, he's the guy. And, uh, and it kind of all started from there. Oh, oh, I'll tell you this story. You guys will love this. So he was inducted. This is when, this is when the ministry blew up. He was inducted into the Louisiana sportsman's hall of fame. Right. And he's standing down in Baton Rouge and there's like all these guys out there and they're, and it's, I mean, it's a rough crew and he's standing there and he gives his duck golf presentation. And the way Phil tells the story, he just looked down in his Bible uh, in his bag where he puts his duck calls and he sees his Bible. And he was like, I just felt conviction from the Holy spirit that I got to tell him about Jesus. And so he, he, he pulled out his bag, his Bible. And he said, boys, before y'all leave, I've got, I've got one more thing to tell you. Of course, they're all like, yeah. And he said, <laughs> he said, I stand before you tonight beneath the sign king of beers because there's a budweiser sign on top of his head yeah. and they're just like yeah and, and then he says but i'm here to tell you about the king of kings <laughs> and so <laughs> i got goosebumps <laughs> so come on now he, i mean he just brought the gospel and phil is i mean phil is 100 percent sold out on first corinthians chapter 15 verse 1 through 4 yeah. and he gave them the death burial and resurrection of jesus and from that moment on, people started calling his house and 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 were like, dude, what did you say to my husband that night? He's a different man. What happened at mm, this thing? Wow. Mm. And and then all these we we were in the Church of Christ, and so they wouldn't use Phil. So all the other like the Baptist churches and the Methodists, they all started calling Phil to come speak at these wild game feasts. And so that's how the ministry started. So wow. wow. Man, I just have to know. So this is your first film, and you got your official taste of filmmaking. Do you already have your eye on your next film or what, how, how are you guys looking at it? If this does well, then you move on to something else or what's your plan? Yeah, we've got a couple other films that we're working on. Um, none are as they're, um, a little more just kind of like family fun entertainment, which is also needed. You know, yes. I mean, it's not everything has to be explicitly on the nose. And one of the things I would encourage Christian you know, filmmakers and podcasters. And I mean, like you guys, you guys do a great job at this, you know, uh, you know, you, you're, it's not, I mean, you're, you're having fun, you're having conversations. It doesn't have every, that, that all have to be that thing. And, um, you know, Christ, when he, when, when, when he infiltrates a culture, I mean, or the cultural mandate is to, I mean, we we're to, we're to create art everywhere we go. So I'll say that to say this, that, you know, we're working on a couple family uh, friendly films. One's, um, kind of like a modern day uh, Bigfoot story that's, that's real kind of funny and the kids will love. And then another one is about a baseball team uh, that um, that a bunch of misfit kids that went on to win the Little League World Series. So those are kind of our two front runners right now. We, we got a handful of others in development as well that we're looking at. I, lo- I love, I mean, that's, I mean, my, I was telling the boys earlier before we, we got you on Zach, but my family owns the complete s- seasons of, of Duck Dynasty. I just, Gabe didn't even know their all their names. I just just I, for I the record, I couldn't rattle off. He, he didn't even What's know you, Uncle he, Phil. He didn't even know Miss K's name. I said, I, I, I mean, yeah. Anyways, um, but but I mean, yeah. seriously, but seriously, Pastor Toby what, took that personal. Just what, so you what, know. What, <laughs> what we, we've watched hours and hours of it, but I mean, what I actually like one of the fun things about it is is that it was you know your family having fun. Like your, your family doing, doing your family things, you know, all the, all the goofball things. And I know, you know, a bunch of it's probably written up, you know, in in scripts and stuff and they play things up and all the rest of it. But I mean, but seriously, it was a, it was a bunch of, um, you know, rednecks having a good time, 
um, running into trouble and everything else, but but just being, being squirrel, being themselves, and but at the same time, um, you're you're Christians, and I and I think like it wasn't like every you know like the shows aren't all gospel presentations. Um, at all, but you know there was there was the thing about you know that they, they, you always end the show with the you know with saying prayer. saying grace at the table and um, but I think that's something that's very much needed in 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 entertainment uh, is 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 Christians who who know where the lines are yeah and then within those lines in God's big world they're having yeah. a, they're having a blast yeah. they're they're having the best time of their lives mm. because this is their father's world this yeah. this place belongs to God. It belongs to Christ. And so they're having the best time. And it's not like it's the best time because everything turns into a gospel presentation. Um, It's because the gospel is true. Yes. But they're having the best time because God made this place. Um, He made all the best stuff. All the best stuff belongs to him. And so Christians, if we know God, if we know him, then we should be the ones telling the best stories, the Mm -hmm. best jokes, having the best adventures. So I, I hope that there are many more stories in your future, Zach. Uh, and I, and, and y'all need to go out to the theaters uh, this week and go watch the blind. If it's showing near you or get it at your church or something, just buy a ticket. Even if you can't yeah. make it, the blindmovie.com. go to the blindmovie.com. You can get tickets there. You can get group tickets there and you can click the link to bring it right to your church. Uh, and do what I do when I don't find the theater next to me that might have it because I'm out here in Moscow, Idaho. By the way, you guys should have it out in this rural area, Zach. I'm just saying. Um, and are we not, are we not in your area? And I don't I don't I haven't put my name in all the information to find out, but I haven't seen any promos for it yet out here. But I'll find out, and it doesn't matter if it's not. A, I'm still going to give my money to somebody's theater so to see you guys get at least more than a week inside of the the, the showing. Let's so. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it, fam. Zach, thank you very much for joining us on Cross Politic, man. Thank you, guys. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger.